Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is something that begins with S, Steve. And joining me as my co-host is delicious Joylyn Davis. It's never it's never going away, dude. It, it's I know. Fun. It's never going away. I mean, hey, it, hey everybody. <laughs> I mean, it, it is permanent. You might as well just put the little pin, you know how you pin stuff like something? Yeah. Pin. Yeah. Uh, so we get with the S, you know, I was told, yeah, super didn't really sound, you know, we got to go with something else. But Bane Barber, I'm like, which sounds good, don't get me wrong, but I'd rather do it with the first name. You're right. You know, so I've had a, a few people say Bane, all because of the CPAP, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Hope says I look like. Bane. With mine on as Bane. <laughs> Even though it feels like you know, you see the pictures of like the alien that's sucking on somebody's face. That's what it feels like. And I saw. I don't know if it's real or not, but if it is, I need it. It's. It looks like a face hugger from the Alien movies. Yeah, but it's an action. <laughs> it, but it's like they fixed it to where it's a CPAP mask. Oh, dude, I would totally wear that. <laughs> yeah. And last night, I don't, uh, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, where the hose actually popped out or your, your yes. mat, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened to me last night. So I woke up this morning and I'm like, something's missing here. And then Tawana, she was actually still awake um, you because know, she was having trouble getting to sleep. She's like, you are snoring so bad. I don't know if that thing's working. I was like, um, it came off. Yeah, because it's she's, not connected. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm starting to get used to it, though, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it takes a little getting used to, but. Yeah, and, you know, rolling over with it, because really, I'm, you still shouldn't sleep on your back, you know, yeah. so I try to stay on my side, but I can only stay on, I, I sleep better on my left side, but, you know, but sometimes I will have to roll on my right side, but if I get mm-hmm. it too long, it, it actually starts hurting, so. Mm. And it's actually better if you sleep, it's something about the way your organs, the way they're aligned, you know, yeah. it's, it's better if you sleep on your left side. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't been able to sleep on my back uh since I had my surgery back in high school. Oh wow, dude. That was you know 31 32 <laughs> years ago now. Yeah. That yeah. was our, our junior year. Yeah. Wow. Uh but you know, enough about our old man problems. <laughs> and you know, so today we're going to be discussing something that's going to be happening the day after you watch SummerSlam, but in the mm-hmm. same place. Yep. Rick Flair's last match, which I just yeah. now last well done quote last match. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Brick at the middle last match. So I don't know if you ever watched that show or not, but he, um, it, the kid has a habit. This is a real thing, apparently. He uh, he'll say something and then he'll immediately whisper it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a it's a real condition, apparently. So I say, yeah, his last match. You go last match. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we just started watching the old reruns of that show again. It's actually, pretty, well, we, we kind of relate to a lot of the show. That's why we started watching it. <laughs> but yeah, so Ric Flair's last match, it's going to be him and his son-in-law, Andrade, mm-hmm. in a tag match against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And, you know, and, you know, apparently he's been working out hard. You know, I'm talking about Flair. I mean, of course, the other ones, they always work out. But, but Flair, yeah. I mean, he's been preparing. So Yeah, he... Uh... He trained with Jay Lethal to get back in ring shape, or as ring shape as you can be at seventy-three years old. But yeah, but I mean, yeah, he trained. He he worked out with Jay Lethal. I just uh, I just don't think this is a good idea, especially with I mean, it really wasn't that long ago where he literally almost died. Yeah, and 
now he's going to take the risk of getting back in the ring. Like we said, at 73 years old. It's like we were saying before, before we started recording, at least he's got three capable people who can carry him through this match. Because, I mean, we yeah. all saw Ric Flair at the end of his TNA doesn't count. For me, the end of his active career was WrestleMania 24 when Sean beat him. Yeah. Uh, when Sean but, said, I'm sorry, I love you. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Flair was down to a knee drop, chops, and, and punches woo. then. Yeah. And a, and a woo. Yeah. And he even said it himself, he's like, all I have, have was a chop, a knee drop, and a woo. Yeah. Yeah, which means Flair is actually pretty funny in some of his interviews. You know, he, he really does have that kind of sense of humor where he just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I have a chop, a knee drop, and a woo. <laughs> and it's like, hey, anybody else, it wouldn't make sense for him. It does. Yeah. And, you know, and he could, he would do the flying body press the way he does it, which looks like it's effective, but he looks clumsy, like he just kind of fell off the top rope onto somebody. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, you, but you know it's Flair doing it. Mm-hmm. That's just his style of doing it. You know, he can't do it like a steamboat who, whee, you know, yeah. who looks like he's literally flying through the air. And but Flair won, he won a world title with it in the cage over Harvey. Yeah. yeah. Did, didn't hook the leg, which I mean, that's the only complaint I have about that match. He should have hooked the leg. He just kind of yeah. laid on. Harley looked like he was trying to kick out. And he's probably, you, know, you should have hooked yeah. the leg. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Harley was oh. doing this with his legs. It's like, <laughs> and he's probably yelling, for, you should have hooked the leg, kid. Probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I get he kind of wants to go on his own terms because there was, I think his the last match he had was actually like an indie match, maybe, or maybe it was Jarrett, somebody. Oh, because apparently this is also Jeff Jarrett's last match. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's I listened to uh Flair's podcast today, the one that he's now doing with you know his other son in law, Conrad. Mm-hmm. Conrad has his hand in so many podcasts. Yeah, I, I've actually stopped listening to some of them because I'm like, dude, it's like too much. There's too many to you keep know? With. I'm like going, what's what's the topic? I listen to Arns every week. Um, that's about it, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, Arns is the only one I, I've listened to every single week. The other ones, I just kind of look and see, okay, what's the topic? Yeah, and there for a little bit um, before WrestleMania, and sometimes with Bruce Pritchard's course with all the calamity going on in the wwe Pritchard yeah. is a little busy and so all of a sudden they're like we're doing a, a mega a supersized episode and it's like five hours long and i'm like well thanks first of all for killing the the storage space on my phone <laughs> <laughs> you know uh but i was like i don't I'm, i don't have time to listen to that yeah length but oh but before we really get into it, I want to go ahead and get the contact list to give over because I'll, I'll totally forget <laughs> because once we get going, we get going. But if you want to email us, email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on YouTube. You already know that. That's the only video platform that I know of that we're on. There's, there's a third party on there somewhere. It's possible, but yeah, it's but possible. I, yeah, but I I manually load this to YouTube, so I know it's there. <laughs> and and just about any kind of audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let me or Dwaylen know, and we will get it added. You can also find Dwaylen at fat underscore daddy seventy three on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can also find his other YouTube channel, 
uh, big and fat that him and his family, they had have their own, I guess you can call them a series. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. I mean, um, you don't say, okay, episode one is this, though, this is a continuation of that, but it, it is a series. So, yeah, it's just like uh, just day to day stuff. Yep. And you can find my other podcast at, uh, it's called The Cubicle Chat. And that that was my non wrestling podcast because <laughs> Dwayne and I, we have the capability of talking about other things besides wrestling. And so we kind of pigeonhole ourselves yeah, <laughs> because yeah. people refer to us as, you know, the wrestling guys. And I was known at work as, oh, you're the, the, the wrestling podcast guy. I'm like, really? Just because I carry the coffee book around with me. <laughs> <laughs> and they see the phone. Uh, yeah. They see the phone. I'm like, yeah, but I mean, I'm going to advertise it, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. But, but I mean, it does have people actually coming and asking me, hey, how do I start a podcast? You know, yeah. hey, you know, so I mean, it does, it is a conversation starter. And then people, I have actually, from work, you actually listen to it. So, hi, people from work. You know who you are. Uh, but you can also get our merch. Speaking of it, like that, the phone case, you can't get the, that, that coffee mug anymore, which actually kind of saddens me, but it's a very nice mug. But you can get another style of coffee mug at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. Have I forgotten anything? Uh, no, I think you got everything. All right, cool. So, Ric Flair's last match, and apparently that is the name of the entire card. It's not just the name of the his last yeah. match. Yeah, that's that's what they built this whole thing around. It. Um, it is a Jim Crockett promotions. Mm-hmm. Yep. So once again, they're kind of tying up all sorts of loose ends. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of fits that the first match listed on the entire card is a bunkhouse battle royal. Yeah. Yep. Also, a, a neat little throwback that they're doing. Uh, it's, of course, it's July 31st. It's the day after SummerSlam. It will start at 6.05 Eastern Time. Yep. Yep. And for people who don't understand that reference, go look it up. You must be pretty young. Yeah. Because that, they, that was TBS. Yep. That was TBS on Saturday night. And 6.05 Eastern times when it started, and I was always glued to the TV when it came on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and let me see some of the other matches on, that are going to be on here. Uh, of throwbacks. It's, it's saying the Rock and Roll Express, but it's Ricky Morton and his son, Carrie, but with Robert Gibson accompanying him against the Four Horsemen, Pillman Jr., and Brock Anderson, who is Arn Anderson's son. Yeah, who looks just like Arn. Does he? I, I mean, he's just, it looked like that, that Arn just cloned him. <laughs> just like, it's uh, like. So yeah. does he also look like he's like 45? Because Arn's yeah. been looking like he's 45 since he was like 18. Yeah. Well, this dude looks a little younger. I'll give him about 35, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the Von Erichs are going to be on there. But mm-hmm. the Von Erichs against the Briscoes. Now, are these Briscoes, though, they're not related to Jack and Jerry Briscoe, though. No, no. So, uh, but yeah, Marshall Von Eric and Ross Von Eric, who are Kevin yep. Von Eric's sons. Yep. Oh, they need to get uh, Lacey Von Eric, Carrie's daughter. Yeah. She kind of... used, uh, she's a former um, Impact Wrestling uh, women's tag team champion. She was in the okay. Beautiful People, and they had the free, they used the Freebird rule where any of the, there was ah. three of them, and any of the three could defend the title at any given time so all three of them were recognized as champions 
Well, I, I, uh, one of the podcasts the other day were talking about the free bird rule, and it was whoever was using. There was like five of them. <laughs> yeah, so, well, it's like the um, the spirit squad. They they use the free bird rule, but there was five <laughs> of them, and you. That was the only interesting thing about the spirit squad is you never knew which two were defending the tag title. <laughs> uh, so the beautiful people, did they use Marilyn Manson as their entrance music? No, they missed the boat on that. They should have. Yep. Dude, you don't. I know you don't even play guitar. I could teach you how to play that that, that song in like five minutes. It is that. Oh, easy. really? Yeah. <laughs> it, it just requires you to tune your E string down to a D, so mm -hmm. you'd be in drop D tuning, and you lay your finger across the sixth fret and then the third fret. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, you're done. <laughs> All right, now go out and make a million dollars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, really, the only Marilyn Manson album I actually liked was that one. Um. But that's a story for the other podcast. <laughs> so, Let's see who else uh, we got. Uh, we got Killer Cross uh, versus Harry Smith. That should be a physical match. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Harry Smith is the late British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith's son. Yep. On the Wikipedia page, they're actually uh, naming him Davy Smith, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Mm. But yeah, he's been going by. He's been going by both. Uh, Harry Smith or David Boy Smith Jr. Now, the the main event, of course, is going to be Flair, you know, Flair and Andrade, and against Jared and Lethal, with Karen Jarrett. But um, and we were also talking before we started recording the Flair podcast that uh, the one that came out this week. They are turning it into a work mm -hmm. at least i hope it's a work please tell me it's a work and they're not you know he's not seriously managing lethal but then again i mean you never know i mean I you never know i mean he's he's <clears throat> done a good job at blurring the lines of mm -hmm. whether is he really mad at jay or is this part of the story um jeff jared's gotten in uh he's gotten in on it he's been on um he was on a podcast with Conrad earlier this week, uh, just going off on Conrad. Yeah, yeah course, his, his own his own podcast. Yeah, yeah, Jared's course, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, you know, like you said, Conrad is Flair's mm -hmm. son-in-law. So mm -hmm. Jared was going off about that. They they filmed this this uh, they filmed this little you know vignette thing where. They jumped Flair in the parking lot and beat him up and left him all bloody and hit, hit him with Karen's shoe. Yeah, even Karen had blood on her dress. And I mean, they they're really playing it up to get some heat, but I just don't know. It's like he's 73 years old. It's like Oh, he's when, he's, is, when is enough enough? They on on Flair's podcast, and I, and I'll be honest, it's been a while since I listened to his podcast because I liked it better when it was Madden mm -hmm. hosting it. Um, and it's nothing against Conrad because you know Conrad has obviously done a good job of of hosting these things because he's got that many of them. Yeah, Madden probably was able to keep it steered towards wrestling, though. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, and I'm sure Conrad is just like, well, this is my father-in-law, so I'm just going to let him talk. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll let my father-in-law talk about all the times that he would rather spend with all the 
you know, the, yeah. his extracurricular activities and spending time with his oldest daughter, who's now my wife. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that's gotta be awkward anyway, Blair talking about this with his son-in-law. Well, first of all, it's like, why would you talk about, why would you talk about this? Get on any, you know, globally listened to podcast and talk about your escapades when your son-in-law sitting right there. Yeah. You know, he's married to your daughter and yep. you're just telling, talking about all this stuff that you did and you weren't home and you were messing around with all these other women. And it's like, not a good look, Rick. Not, not a good look at all. <laughs> and this was, you know, just a year ago, they had the plane ride from hell episode on dark side of the ring. Mm-hmm. And Rick was basically booted out of the WWE. Yeah. You know, his legends contract, everything. But on the the podcast today, they started it with an audio of all the video package they've been running. So you could hear everything and you can hear mm-hmm. Jarrett, you know, Jarrett saying, My old man didn't like you anyway, and da 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 da. And yeah. Um, and then they advertised the, the episode as being a watch along of Starcade 85. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. That's why I, w- I listen to it. Like I said, right. if the topic gets my interest, I'll listen. And they started out with that audio, and I'm like, okay, when are they going to get to the Starcade? And then, of course, they're talking about the match, which is, I mean, I get that. I mean, they're talking about the match. They're, they're trying to advertise it. And then they finally get to Starcade, and it's just his match with Dusty. Ah. Uh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Starcade 85? I mean, the I Quit match? Um, yeah. Well, Flair's going to make sure that all the spotlight's on him, so. Yep, but, oh, Rachel Ellering, she's going to be there, too. Mm -hmm. That's the one that that we had actually talked about trying to get her on the show. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we need to work on that again. (laughs) But Yeah, her, her, Jordan Grace, and Deanna, uh, Deanna Perrazzo. That should be a really good match. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Wildcat, Chris Harris, he might be there for part of this, too. I don't know. Maybe. Because I know, I think James Storm is going to be in the uh, bunkhouse match. Oh, I. The, sad, the day before this mm-hmm. is the um, the event in Mount Orb. The, the, the only Mount Orb show I'm ever going to miss. Oh, okay. Of course. They're also doing that one at the same time as SummerSlam. Right. Normally, they try to not have events on the, mm-hmm. sa- the same time as a pay-per-view like that. Yeah. But then again, normally the pay-per-views are on a Sunday, not a Saturday. Right. So uh, so I wonder, yeah, I don't know if Wildcat, I don't know if he, because you can tell he's definitely doing a lot of the, um, the more the administrative role mm-hmm. anytime they're their arranged matches it's it's he's been the one really going out there in the ring and making the announcements and um you know kind of like um, what he's kind of it looks like he's taking over the role roger is doing right because right. i mean roger even told us he's like i'm getting tired yeah <laughs> you yeah know, so um yeah so that's a shame that you know why can't get me can't be down there but when he and conrad are watching the match and him and dusty and of course, Flair, he's going to do the Flair stuff. He's going to mm-hmm. get caught on the top rope and go, no, no, no. And they never, nobody says, all right, 
<laughs> you know, you said no. You bet you. I asked. think I've only. I think I've only seen Ric Flair actually hit that hit that move literally a handful of times. Yeah, I, I in mean, his I, entire career. Yep, and one of them was I want to say it was it was against George South, or no, it wasn't George South. It was another enhancement talent, uh, which is rare for Flair to have like an enhancement match like that. But yeah. Um, but that was like he came off with like a double hand chop on the top of the head, and mm-hmm. that was it. And you know, of course, every other time he gets caught, and yeah. it, and Flair always got pressed above somebody's head. Yep. You know, it didn't matter who who he was wrestling. You know, because Ricky Morton was not exactly known to be a bodybuilder, and, and he pressed him. Yeah, he pressed him. So, and then he slam, and he'd always tilt to the side. Of course, he talked that in his book because of his back injury. Yeah. But. Conrad mentioned, oh, you won't be taking that in this match. You shouldn't be. And Flair said, oh, yeah, I want to. Like, Dude, you got a death <laughs> wish. Seriously. Yes, we know. We get that you are in good, pretty decent shape. Yeah. You also I have guess he's gonna run. Uh, I guess he's going to. I guess he wants to run through all the, through his greatest hits. Well, you know he's going to bleed. Oh, yeah. He's going to. I mean, he could, at this stage. He's got so much scar tissue on his forehead, he could just trip and fall and bump his head, and he's going to bleed. Yeah, he's going to sneeze, and it's just going to bust something. Yeah, and a blood vessel in his forehead <laughs> is going to pop and just. Oh, whoosh. there it is. Yeah. He's like, well, I still got a blade. Hold on. And he actually talked about how he's already bought whatever tape, you know, the athletic tape they use, and some razor blades and some scissors that he's going to cut the blade down. <sighs> and yeah, because have you ever seen it's kind of an art the way they they yeah. make their blades, and. You know, he talked, they talk about, you know, some of the, he, I think he said he puts his in the tape on his mm-hmm. wrist, uh, whereas some keep it in their mouth. I couldn't do that. I'd swallow it. Oh, yeah. You know, either that or I'd cut my tongue off. Probably, probably, <laughs> some, some have it, some people would have it tucked in like the, oh, and the, the, the inside waistband. lining. Yeah, their trunks. I would hope they would have like some kind of pocket that would keep it safe. Uh, yeah, I would hope so. I, that, that's that's not, pretty dangerous. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to have something sharp there no so all of a sudden the match would have to end i'm like i gotta go yeah bye <laughs> bye got to go yeah that's not the ending it is now it is today. <laughs> it yeah. is right now yeah so anyway <laughs> so, um not that i'm going to get a chance to watch this match anyway uh because that is it's on the 31st and obviously we're gonna be in florida avery's first day with disney is the next day mm-hmm. you know so uh, I don't even know. Do they have that advertised as a pay per view? Uh, yeah, it's advertised as pay per view. Okay. So, well, maybe the hotel we're staying in, maybe they they might have it. I doubt it. But every once in a while, somebody has something like that for free. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, yeah, it's thirty five bucks. Okay. Uh, through uh, Fight TV. Of course, the day before is SummerSlam, and. Yeah. I was going to ask you, hey, are you going to watch SummerSlam? But that's probably one of the stupidest questions I think I could have ever asked. <laughs> I will be there in person. Yep. I'm extremely excited. It's my, like, I haven't been to a lot of wrestling, like, really hardly any wrestling shows in my life. I've been to two WWE house shows. I've been to when Impact was TNA. Um, they had a uh, house show at Murray State University, and I went to that one. But this has been my first pay-per-view that I've ever been to, especially one of the big four. So 
Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited. Um, didn't you go to a, a Raw or a SmackDown? Mm-mm. My oh, brother sorry. did. My brother's been to, um, I think, a couple of SmackDowns. He's also okay. been to um, original ECW. Oh. Yeah, when they were okay. when, they, when they filmed TV in Nashville, he was able to go. Okay. Uh, where does he live right now? Uh, Matt, uh, Terrence. Uh, he's in Hopkinsville. He was living in Crofton, but they just uh, they sold their house. Oh, okay. For some so, reason, I was, I was thinking Madisonville. For some reason, no. He he's he goes to Madisonville a lot because it was close. It was close to him, but they're move, actually moving into Hoptown now. So, no, oh, I think he's going right. to be. Um, his youngest daughter got married, um, and he's going to be living about three streets over from her. You're ready to give me a heart attack. <laughs> Terrence's youngest daughter is getting married. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because Terrence is my sister's age. Yeah. And to think that either one of them would have kids old enough to get married, but oh, he's got he's got uh, three girls, and he's got three grandkids. Wow. Yeah. And one day we we need to get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the last time I saw Terrence was when my sister was getting married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he actually, um, I don't remember seeing him at the wedding because Terrence, you can't miss Terrence. No, you can't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was at the reception, you know, so, uh, so yeah, we need to get him on the show, talk yeah. a little bit of wrestling with him. But yeah, I mean, that that's, you know, one of the coolest things, like you said, to be able to go to one of the, one of the big four. Yeah. Yeah. And even like you said, I think you said it's like nosebleed. I'm like, I don't care. That'd be, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll I mean, be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up top, but I don't care. It's just the experience of going. Yeah. And I mean, you got to let everybody know um, or let, let our audience know which should oh, be, yeah. yeah. Let, you know what that, that kind of experience about actually being there. Uh, I mean, and I know it's not WrestleMania. I mean, WrestleMania, they've turned that into like a week long event now. Just yeah. About. Uh, but SummerSlam is still SummerSlam. Yeah. You know? And so I know they're going to have a lot of stuff there for the, like some kind of fan fest. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and if you see an, well, I, I doubt they won't have the NWA belt because the NWA is own separate company now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you have to check out the belts and, and see what they have. Or maybe they, yeah. they maybe they will allow merch people to come. With WWE, well, it, it's hard to tell with them. I mean, yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're so like they're so in their own little bubble that it's like I, I feel like they miss opportunities at times to work with yeah. other, work with other people because I mean you own you own the footage that has that belt in it why would you not that's why yeah. I haven't I don't know if it's just a, I don't know if it's because you know Billy Corgan owns the NWA I'm surprised they haven't tried to make their own, uh, sell a replica of the NWA world title because, I mean, they own all the footage. <laughs> For those on audio only, Steve has just picked up his world's heavyweight championship belt. <laughs> That's right. And I mean, I got, I do, this is, I'm, I'm always going to just like. Oh yeah. That's how I am with mine. <laughs> They sit right above my desk, and it's just like 
Yeah. Quite proud. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I should feel like put it back there. But actually, I asked Swan about something. I got to stand up for this one, unfortunately. But uh, I asked her, I said, hey, where is the banner? And she's like, oh, she's like, I meant to get those out the other day. So here's the banner. There it is. Yep. And so I'm going to get something to, to kind of hang this up behind yeah. me, you know, for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though I've got everything arranged back there now, uh, you know, I think the banner would just look a lot better. Uh, but anywho, so the uh, the the undercard on the Ric Flair's last match, mm-hmm. the undercard makes me want to go. Okay, that looks like something I would want to buy. The main event does not. Exactly. That's like if I get a chance to watch it, it will definitely be for the undercard. Yeah. I mean, you got the Briscoes on there. Killer Cross is on there. Uh, Clark Connors, who is um, wrestles in New Japan, but I did see him on Dynamite um, about a month ago, and he's actually really good. That's my first time seeing him, but he was he was really good. Um, oh. Impact is allowing them to have an Impact World Title match. Um, Josh Alexander is defending against Jacob Fatu, who is amazing. He was the um, MLW he, World he Heavyweight the, Champion. Is he brother of the Usos? Um, he's related to them somehow, but I can't remember exactly how. Uh, but he is a he. Up, he reminds me of he reminds me of Umaga. He was trained by Rikishi. Um, uh, Rikishi is his uncle. Okay. 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 <clears throat> uh, All right. But yeah, he. Reminds me a lot of Umaga, that super heavyweight that can move. Because this dude is like just amazingly quick for a guy his size. He's Tonga Kid's kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Sam Fatu. Okay. Okay. Um, he's not from Tonga. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things I found out later on. He was actually Samoan. I'm like, but they said they call him the Tonga Kid. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like super skinny, and Roddy Piper was just smacking him around. And but um, anyway, uh, and he ain't skinny anymore. But yeah, yeah. So you got uh, Ray Phoenix, which WWE has been trying forever to find the next Ray Mysterio, and AEW already has him. Ray <laughs> Phoenix is amazing to watch in the ring. He is if you. If you haven't got a chance to see Ray Phoenix, whether he's in a match with Penta or a singles match, you need to check it out. You need to find, I think it was, might have been a year or two ago, but it was um, Ray Phoenix versus Matt versus Nick Jackson. Fantastic match. Just amazing. But Ray Phoenix does stuff in the ring that, like I haven't seen since Ray Mysterio early days of Ray Mysterio. Oh wow! Sorry, I got distracted because, like I said, my wife she's um, out having to get some groceries and some other stuff before we go on our trip, mm-hmm. and she sent a, a text and Leighton asked her to get figures. And my son, he you know, of course, those of you who missed it before, my son's slightly laid up right now with a a fractured ankle. It's a small fracture, but it's still a fracture. He has to mm-hmm. stay off his feet. And he asked 
Tawana to get him some figures. And she just sent a picture. It's the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's got jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she probably got them for herself, though. But, probably. Uh, I, I think I have seen Ray Phoenix, by the way. And I was impressed. Um, yeah, the undercard looks great. Yeah. And here's the wild thing. Jeff Jarrett, he's going to be a busy man that weekend because he's also the special re- referee for the Usos and uh, yeah, the Street Profits. Street Profits. Yep. Yep. For the uh, unified tag titles. Yep. I don't, um, I still haven't understood why it's Jeff Jarrett, I guess, other than they're in Nashville. I think so because, I mean, he, I mean, he doesn't have any other ties. I mean, I know he's back working for WWE. I, uh, which I'm really surprised they're letting him do the Flair's last match thing. But because um, I know he was a producer and then he had left. And then I'd read somewhere that he'd come back, but I'm not sure what capacity he's in. But uh, yeah, him being the rep. The special ref for that match is a little weird, but I wonder. I wonder if, if they might allow Abyss uh, to somehow get involved as well. I don't know because you know he and Jared are actually uh, pretty tight, from what I understand. So, mm-hmm. um, Jared talks about sometimes he'll he'll prefer to yeah Chris Park and. All of a sudden, you realize he's, you know, he's talking about yeah. Abyss. Yeah. So, uh, who I should say, Northern Wrestling Federation Hall of Famer Abyss. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I was there when he got inducted. And I uh, mean, he is a big dude, too. I mean, you see him in person. I mean, he is just, uh, and he was wearing a, you know, he, he was wearing a suit. And mm-hmm. there was a lot, there was a lot of fabric in that suit. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a super nice guy, too. But, but yeah, it was uh, a pretty good honor for him to be inducted into the NWF Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and a lot of people don't realize, you know, he's a WWE producer. Yeah, you know, so that meant the WWE. Of course, they had they, well, they probably didn't give him any choice. They were okay with him going back to be inducted mm-hmm. into the NWF Hall of Fame, but they may not look at the NWF. They're like, okay, it's an indie company, so they're not probably yeah, yeah, um, a very good indie company, probably one of the best in the country, easily. Yeah. Um. And that's why we talk about it so much because we know how good they are. Yeah. So, and then when I hear and see other wrestlers who aren't even part of the NWF, they always talk about, oh yeah, we know when those wrestlers come here, we know we don't have any worries because right. we know that they've been trained right. And so we don't worry about them um, hurting us. Right. You know, so, uh, but anyway, so the whole is it a work is it a shoot thing i kind of wish they hadn't have done this i mean i know they got to build some entry but yeah but now it's like you don't know and i mean a lot of times in wrestling it's good to have that is it a work is it a shoot thing kind of give some intrigue to it but honestly this would have stood by itself. If people are going to go watch this, they're going to go watch it regardless. They didn't really need yeah. the story to try to pull people in because if people are going to go, you know, it's it's in Nashville, which is, you know, it's always been a pretty 
good wrestling town. So people were probably going to go see this anyway without the tacked on story. Yeah, and I don't, I wouldn't have done it. But then again, I'm not a, I'm not a booker except for armchair booking. Yeah. So I wonder what Ted would say. I don't know. Ted, if you're listening, uh, give us your thoughts on Flair's Flair's last match and if you think it needed the story or would would they have been able to sell it on their own. I I feel like, like you said, with the undercard that they put together, that's worth paying for. At least they were smart and did put a good undercard because for me, I wouldn't pay just to see Flair's last match no. because, like I said, he, I get that he wants to end it on his own terms, but you had, there was honestly, there was no better send off in pro wrestling than he had. Yeah. When at the end of his WWE run, I mean, he, you know, you ended your career at WrestleMania, you ended it the, the, the veteran way going out on your back. Yep. You were in the ring with one of the greatest of all time. Yep. Then the next night on Raw, you had a whole, they had a whole big tribute thing, you know, brought out the horsemen, you know, tons of people from your past. And it was perfect. But Blair can't stop getting married. And <laughs> actually, it's not the marriage part that gets him. It's the divorce that gets him. Yeah, the, Cause all the money. Because then he's got to pay alimony. And it's like, because Flair's been married, you said five times. Yep. And now, granted, him and Wendy, his last wife, they they are still. Well, he said today on his podcast, getting divorced four times, uh, but they announced that they had split up. Yeah, I remember so, they they had split. So it's weird. So they're kind of like together, but at the same time, he wants to go do his own thing. Yeah. So at least half of them are having an open relationship is basically what it sounds like. It's like Flair, you're 73. Uh, you're 73, dude. Sit down. <laughs> I mean... Sit yeah. down, enjoy your grandkids. Calm down. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like it's it's gotten to the point to where he has lived this gimmick for so long that I think he doesn't know how to do anything else. He doesn't, I feel like he doesn't know how to be just Ric Flair because that is his real name. Yeah, Richard Fleer. Fleer, but yeah. But he doesn't know how to be Richard. Right. He only knows how to be Rick. Slick Rick. That's yeah. He, and I'm and not talking, I'm not talking about the British rapper from the 80s. No. I'm talking, we're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Space Mountain. Yeah. And that's, it's like, that's all he knows how to be. And it's like, didn't you, it's like he didn't learn anything from Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase did the same thing. He lived the million dollar man gimmick for so long that that's all he knew how to do. And it, he ended up getting himself in a lot of trouble for it. Almost cost yep. him his marriage yep. and everything. Uh, but at least he was able to come out the other side. Flair has just committed his entire life to this role. And that's what it is. It's a role. It's no mm-hmm. different than a movie star. It's no different than Tom Cruise playing Ethan Hunt. 
in the Mission Impossible series. He's playing a role. So is Flair. But it's at that point to where he doesn't know how to do anything else. This For him, this is who he is. I shouldn't have said Slick Rick because I now I got that song stuck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, once upon, a, once upon a time, not long. Okay. <laughs> so, Got to put the eye patch on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, he doesn't know. How, he's been doing it for so long that he doesn't know how to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he wants to turn it off. I don't either. Uh, I mean, and it's almost – it's almost sad because I mean I I have so much respect for his in ring work and I have so much respect for what mm-hmm. he's done, yeah. you know, for wrestling because he was the first world champion I remember, yeah, and you know and the way he carried himself in the ring out of the ring like doing promos, you're like that yes yeah that is what a world champion should be. I mean Flair was the blueprint for a lot of guys. I mean you look at Shawn Michaels, Triple H. I mean, there's a lot of guys that Flair was the the blueprint of carrying yourself as a champion, you know. Yeah. Cutting a good promo. And then not just being able to talk about it, but put in the work when you get in the ring. You know, and it's like, I, I'm like you. I have a lot of, I have a ton of respect for Ric Flair for what he's done for the sport of pro wrestling. Uh, for me, he's the greatest world champion in the history of pro, of pro wrestling. But it's it's gotten really sad yeah. where where he is in his life now. There was a I saw a TikTok uh, a few weeks ago, and it's him doing the whole. I don't know what this whole thing he started doing. <laughs> Yeah, slapping yeah. his arms and all that, and he's trying to flirt with these these girls who look like they may be early twenties. They're probably college girls, and it's like you're old enough to be their great grandfather. Go sit yeah. down. Yeah. Go sit down. You're just at this point, it's just creepy. Go sit down. <laughs> just just stop. Yeah. I mean, come on, Rick. Just and I look at this. In a way, I'll compare it to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan, three rings of the Bulls. When he retired, then he retired the first time. I got why, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then he came back because he re- he then he remembered Michael Jordan. Yeah, and I want to make sure everybody remember because there was some kid who was just born up in Toledo who you know who thinks he's greater than me already, and he was just born. yeah, yeah. So, and it's like now I have to uh, remind them. Yeah, came back, got another three rings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, Michael Jordan never lost a championship series. Ever. Yeah, ever. And we're talking college. We're talking he's got two Olympic gold medals mm-hmm. and then six rings in the NBA. Yep. Ne- never lost any any of them. Mm-hmm. And he got cut his freshman year in, in high school. Yep, he sure did. And that would that built his determination. They never want to get cut again, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Then he went to the the were they still the bullets at the time or were they I know that they ended as the wizards but um I think they had already changed to the wizards by the time he okay by, by the time he got there um but I think that was more to because he just still wanted to play right and I think it was just more of 
I always felt like that was just more of his love for, for basketball than anything else. I mean, he wasn't doing it for the money. He didn't need it. Mm-hmm. He knew he wasn't going to win championship there. I think he just wanted to play and see how he would do against some of the younger talent. I mean, and he held his own. I mean, yeah. he wasn't playing like he did on the championship team. Right. But, but by that point, he was also like in his early 40s. Yeah, but he also knew when to go. Yeah. He played a couple of seasons with the Wizards and then called it a day. He knew when he knew when to leave. You don't see him coming back now because him and Flair. Well, okay, Jordan's not seventy three years old. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Jordan, he won national championship in eighty two, so he would have been about nineteen then. Yeah. So. So he's he's almost sixty. Yeah. If he's and, not sixty, he's close. Yep. And you don't see him going. All right. I guess I know I own the Charlotte Hornets, but I want to play you too. Yeah. You know, you don't see yeah. him doing that. He may play pickup no. games for himself just because. Yeah, he might. He might. I'm sure he shoots around with the guys at practice or whatever. But yeah, he's not trying to get out on the court and be like, "Well, you know, I'm going to come back and take us to a championship or whatever." And it's like, no, it's like you just got to know. You got to know when to walk away. That's like I give yeah. Steve Austin credit. He knew. It wasn't when he – it wasn't – Steve Austin didn't – he didn't really leave on his own terms. He kind of had to right. because of his health, but he knew when to walk away. And then he kind of got that closure at this year's mm-hmm. WrestleMania with Kevin Owens. But it was a 19-year gap where Austin didn't wrestle a match. Right. And, you know, he didn't come back and do all this. And there's a lot of guys who – they call it a day, and that's it. But it's like Flair is incapable of of doing that. And I understand. I mean, the spotlight because Hogan's kind of the same way. They're so addicted to that spotlight; it's mm-hmm. hard for them not to be the center of attention. Yeah. And I mean, now, granted, I will give them credit. We know who Jay Lethal is, mm-hmm. uh, and we know who Andrade is. Of course, Andrade got its exposure with. WWE, yeah. Uh, even though he was so just criminally under underutilized, yeah. And I mean, they, they, Triple H did you know Triple H did wonders with him on NXT. He was former yeah. NXT champion, but he gets to the main roster, and of course they don't do anything. He is a former um, IWGP Intercontinental Champion. He wrestled. Under, I did not uh, know that. He was El Sombra. He um, wrestled under a mask. Okay. Because when he was in, when he wrestled in Mexico, that was his name. And he always, you know, he was Luch Dory, wore a mask. And uh, he was a former Intercontinental Champion in New Japan. He's got good in-ring skills. Yeah, oh, his, yeah. fin- his finishing move, that hammerlock DDT. Oh, yeah. To it's me, that's nasty. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it is. And that's one of the ones you could almost pull at any time of the match against anybody. So oh, it's yeah. one of the yeah. best finishing moves you could do. Uh, that weird, I don't know what you call it, where they're throwing him into the ropes, and all of a sudden he kind of gets his body in there like he's he's just Oh, the, tran- the tranquilo. Yeah. 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 I mean, and it's just a psychological move, mm-hmm. but it's just so cool looking. We're just like, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, the, the agility, the athleticism it takes to yes. be able to pull that off and land it just right. I mean, you're talking just between two cables, and Andrade yeah. is a good 230, 235. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a 
he's a good sized man to be pulling that off. I wonder how many times he went flying through the ropes before he went <laughs> it. It's like, ah, <laughs> just and you know, so I like that it's given uh, Andrade and Lethal more exposure mm-hmm. because this will. I mean, because yeah. uh, Jay Lethal, I think he's another one. He's um, underrated. You yes. know, in the wrestling world, I mean, we know, yeah, he's been kind of giving pushes here and there, but right. sadly, he's at, I think he's almost more known for his impressions that he can do of wrestlers. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm glad. Yeah. Because in TNA, it got to that point to where he was doing, you know, he was doing the black machismo thing, the impression of Randy Savage, which Savage gave his blessing for. He was fine with it. And I think. If he'd have stayed there, that's all people would have known him for. I'm glad he left and went to Ring of Honor because he completely reinvented himself in Ring of Honor. And, I mean, he's one of the greatest Ring of Honor world champions ever. Like, I watched his entire run in Ring of Honor, and it was amazing. Some of his best matches were, like, him and Jake Briscoe for the title. And just he was just amazing. And... But I, I, I agree with you. I still feel like he's still very underrated, even yeah. as good as he is, as much as he's accomplished, he's still very underrated. Yep. And this will give him that exposure that mm-hmm. to really, I mean, because, yeah, Ring of Honor World Champion, I mean, because we know the prestige behind that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the casual fan, yeah, they may, they may go Ring of Honor. Oh, isn't that, that that other company that, like, didn't they, like, fold? and mm-hmm. like you're like well sort of but it was still i mean at one point you could say it was the number three company in the world oh yeah and i mean and without ring of honor and we've talked about this on previous yeah. episodes without ring of honor there's the talent that is at the forefront of wrestling right now wrestling would look completely different because yep. most of that talent came from ring of honor at one point or another when Cody Rhodes originally left WWE, he went to Ring of Honor first. Yep, sure did. Yeah, you know, and then he did the NWA thing because he was NWA World Champion, mm-hmm. and then he formed a totally yep. different company, and then he left that. Which is to me, that's yeah. always kind of like he left yeah, the company he, went, he built. He went. To, he went to Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, worked with the NWA. He also wrestled in uh, what culture pro wrestling. He That's was right. There, he was their internet champion. Um, I mean, he literally did the rounds all over the world. And but was, Ring of Honor was his first stop. Yep. When he left WWE, <clears throat> um, Cornette used to be the booker there. Mm-hmm. You know, Seth Rollins was there. Kevin Owens Kevin, was there. Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Uh, Brian Danielson. Yep. Um, so just so many. I mean, we can just read the list. So yeah. So we know the the credibility that Jay Luther being the world champion. Uh, we know what that means. Mm-hmm. Now the casual fan, the people who know Ric Flair, uh, they may not even know Jeff Jarrett necessarily. Yeah, um, they may not. I mean, Jarrett was you know Jarrett's Jarrett's a big name in the wrestling world, but for wrestling fans. But your casual fan may not know who Jeff Jarrett is. And, I mean, like him or not, Jeff Jarrett has been very successful in the Mm -hmm. world of pro wrestling. I mean, he's nine or ten-time world champion. 
And well, not just that, but like you said, the name Jarrett alone yeah. is very mm-hmm. well known because of yeah. his dad and his grandmother, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because they were promoters and and Jeff came into business. And I remember a mutual friend of ours actually had an autographed picture of him yeah. back when we were in high school. Yeah. Um, and she said that she was friends with him. I don't know how good yeah. a friend she was, but I mean, either way, it was cool that she had this autographed picture of yeah. him. Yeah. And that uh, was Jeff. When, Jeff Jarrett's another one that pattern a lot of his stuff after flair yeah and if flair they even said that during their promos how yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <So>, um <laughs> but there's a reason why flair asked jay lethal to get him back in ring shape exactly yep you know so i don't think it's necessarily going to be well and i really hate saying this i don't think when flair gets in the ring i'm going to guess it's probably I don't want to say it's not going to be good, but I think it's because we're used to seeing Flair. We we have our memories of Flair. Yep. And this, we there's no way this is going to meet those kind of expectations. No, because I mean, when I think of when I think of Flair, it's like I think of his trilogy of matches with Ricky Steamboat in '89, yeah. and we're not getting that Flair. No, we're not getting. Um, we're not getting Flair versus Sting, the 1990 Great American Bash. No. Now we're not getting, you know, we're not getting Flair and Bader at Starcade 93. You know, we're not getting that Ric Flair. We're getting well past his prime. Yeah. Flair. And you remember the original match that they had? It was Flair, excuse me, and FTR going mm-hmm. against steamboat and the record express yeah steamboat is the one who turned it down yep steamboat turned it down yep and he said something to the effect of i don't want people he said for me personally he said i know i'm not going to be able to to put on a good match Mm -hmm. he said i don't want the people to remember that being their last memory of me is to put on something where i don't know if i can deliver what they're expecting yeah uh, and you got to respect that. I mean, he yeah. knows, he knows, you know, he's up there in age too, and he knows his limitations and he, he knows he's not going to steamboats, uh, the type of performer he's going to want to give his best. And if he's not able to give a hundred percent, he's not going to do it. Exactly. And steam, a super nice guy too, by the way. Um, and talking about somebody else who does not look his age. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah Cause you've seen the pictures of mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And um, Leighton, my son, was holding, you know, the, uh, the Intercontinental belt yeah. you know, while we took the picture. And in fact, I think it was Tommy Rich. Rich said, all right, I had the boy hold the belt. And Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Rich, his booth was right next to Ricky Steamboat. So, yeah. Uh, and that was when Tommy Rich actually signed, you know, he, and he's the only one I can get besides Flair. Mm-hmm. They're the only ones who have actually held that belt. Um, the original yeah. NWA belt, not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Um, but yeah, but Steamboat, I mean, had. And he still looks good. You know, he doesn't look like, you know, he's stopped working out at all. I mean, he's, right. uh, by the way, he's also on like his fourth marriage too. <laughs> you know, he just doesn't make it. I mean, but he didn't split for the same reasons that Flair did. Right. And he doesn't make his public. Flair seems, at times it seems like he's proud of the fact that he's been, you know, married so many times. Yeah, and so yeah, well, third wife she got that robe, the fourth wife got the other robe, and it's like, well, you know, that's why you want to go. All right, look, look here, dummy, 
<laughs> stop doing this. Yeah. Oh, like, just, just stop. And see, and once again, this is one of the things. What would Ted say? And we're talking about Ted the Hillbilly Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, because he has the award-winning, critically acclaimed podcast as number one on MySpace, uh-huh. number one on Antarctica. Yeah. And he is going to be part of our empire. Fat. He's got his own empire. We'll just merge him. Yep. And, and if y'all don't listen to the Hill Truth, go give it a listen. You absolutely should. Because he does have a way of thinking about things. You're like, man, you know what? I never thought about that, but he's right. <laughs> and and he's always given us shout, shout outs. And so I definitely want to give him a shout out as well. Mm-hmm. And he also, through Ted, is where we got hooked up with the newest, um, I almost want to say it's a company. But it's the ones who one stop wrestling. Yes. Yeah. One stop wrestling. They actually uh, they're at, at they're out of um, the UK. He's out of Birmingham. The man himself is actually Scottish, but he lives in in okay. in Birmingham now. Because I asked him, I was like, "Hey, what part?" Because he says something about it cost like like one or two pounds, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, so what part of the UK are you in?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I used to live in England." He's like, "Oh, okay, I'm Scottish, but I lived down." At, I was like, "Okay, so we got a little bit of conversation about that." But, um, but yeah, he's every time we post something, he's on his website. He actually has our logo, and then all of our social media um, contacts you know, both of us, uh, well, the armchair booking Twitter and then, uh, your mm-hmm. Twitter, uh, cause that, that's also your personal Twitter. Right. And so he's got that listed plus all the platforms that were on the audio, uh, with the exception of iHeartRadio, because iHeartRadio is, I guess, not available in the UK. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. So, but yeah, so he's definitely hooked us up and, uh, and if you're on the Patreon, you actually get notice of, when we put out new episodes, not just us, I mean, every mm-hmm. other podcast, and that's actually our fed up through Ted. Cool. You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, so there's like a, a kind of a network of, of podcasters that we're yeah. becoming a part of, which is actually, uh, um, it's pretty, it's really cool. I mean, yeah, it really um, is. Uh, but like I said, you know, we're going to try to grow and grow and grow, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so that's, it's only helping us. And, so anybody else maybe who's listening must also maybe want to be on the show. If you have some kind of affiliation with wrestling, just let us know. And, yeah. you know, if you got show ideas, let us know, you know, but as, because actually it is about time to wrap it up. So uh, before I go, once again, if you want to give us a, uh, any kind of shout, just email us at armchair booking podcast at Gmail or hit us up on Facebook at, you know, just, just do a search for armchair booking wrestling podcast. You should be able to find us. Right. Um, you know, and just let us know how we're doing. Go give us a, a rating. Give us a five star rating. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. If we're doing good. Let us know if we're doing bad. Let us know. And the ratings, by the way, there is an algorithm because I found it today. We are actually back in the top two hundred. Awesome. On yeah, for wrestling on Apple Podcasts. So uh, that that makes me smile because it's been yeah. it's been a little yeah. bit. I mean, yeah, we we got in there a little bit. Um, and I found out well after the fact, like last month, that we weren't mm. in there long and dropped back out. Mm. But today we were actually at around 155, which 155. Well, that's that's out of the top 200. Yeah. And do you know how many wrestling podcasts are out there now? Oh yeah. yeah. There's a lot. So 
Uh, but either way, so thank you for everybody who's helped us get that. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think Joel and I can, you know, can really thank y'all enough. Yeah. So if you ever want to contact us, just hit us up and yeah. we, we're willing to, because we're both pretty open guys. We like talking with everybody. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but in the meantime, we will be back Monday because we're probably going to do a preview of SummerSlam, SummerSlam. Yeah. because I don't know if I will be available next Thursday. Right. Because I'm going to be on Thursday. I think we're going to be in Georgia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but either way, but I don't be know. with your family. And family, family, family comes first. Family comes first, and we're going to be spending a lot of time with my daughter because she's going to be working for the mouse, as the way she puts it, <laughs> at, at, at Disney. So, uh, but until we talk on Monday, God bless. All right. God bless.